0: Ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. I'm gonna keep on walking, keep on talking, marching up to freedom's land.
1: Joining me now is award-winning activist, political strategist, and co-founder of Black Voters Matter, Latasha Brown. And I have to say, full disclosure, she is my cousin. (laughs) Latasha, so good to catch up with you. You have been really busy going into communities, really trying to drum up the support and get folks out registered and getting involved in the voting process. How did you uh, become a co-founder of Black Voters Matter?
0: So we created it. I created the organization, co-founded it with with Cliff Albright. Over the last two and a half decades, we have been working as organizers throughout the deep South. Um, Being a native of Selma, Alabama, you can't grow up in Selma and not know of the voting rights movement and the history and even how Um, our family were, were a part of that. And so part of my work has been inspired by the foundation of people before me. And in 2016, Cliff and I decided we wanted to do something different. We wanted to create an organization that could help Black communities build independent political power. And the way that we would do that is to help build their capacity of Black grassroots groups on the ground. And so we created the Black Voters Matter Fund where we actually invest directly in organizations that are doing work, power building work on the ground, that we do a lot of work around advocacy, voter education, and that we would also lift up this shift of narrative shift around Black voters. We were frustrated with the way that we heard Black voters be spoken about, that as if we were marginalized, as if we didn't have any power. We were like, no, we do have power. We have collective power. Um, We have to organize ourselves, expand our capacity, and utilize our power with our power of the vote.
1: What has been the response when the bus pulls up, Black Voters Matter? What's the response in the community? You know,
0: it's been actually amazing. Um, We've been in 15 states. We had a tour, our We Got Power Tour, which is our third tour. You know, The wonderful thing about it is everywhere we go, we have had such a fantastic reception. I don't think it's just the bus, it's the message and it's all that what we represent. When you see the Black Voters Matter bus show up, that means work is already happening there. And so all of those communities that we're going to visit, we've been working with them over the last few months, some of them even for a couple of years. And so when we show up, we show up like the cousins down the road, the special ops to come in to affirm what they're doing to amplify their message. I think part of the work that we're doing with Black Voters Matter is we've been very intentional about building power, but spreading joy. And so everywhere we go with the Blackest Bus in America, we're always coming off with music, we're connecting to local organizers that are already there and having a conversation to build our power.
1: Looking at your mission and what the, the Black Voters Matter uh, Fund is all about, it's more about putting, what I understand, putting the power back into the voter, not behind one political candidate.
0: That's right. You know, part of we think the reason why 45 percent of people in this country don't vote and part of the reason why we think that is the case is because we have centered political candidates and we have centered political parties when in fact the constitution says we the people. And so fundamentally what we have to do is center the voters. Even our organization, we intentionally named ourselves not Black Votes Matter, but Black Voters Matter because there's a whole bunch of people that care about Black votes, but don't care about Black voters. We wanted to center the people in our work because what we believe is the way that you build democracy is that you have to engage the people. You have to really get people to take ownership You have to get people to really see governance as a part and as a responsibility for themselves and really in terms of shaping their future and using their agency. And so our work is centered around really making voters and the citizens of this country putting us front and center so that anybody that is elected or in the political process, we got to flip it around. We don't work for them. They work for us. But that means we have to center messages that also center us in our power.
1: What has been your experience uh, when you're rolling through town and you're talking with people on the ground in these communities? What has been your experience with some of the voter suppression issues they're still facing?
0: Voter suppression has happens in a spectrum. It's not just a one incident here. It literally is a concerted, coordinated effort that we've seen manifest itself in many ways. Some of the things that we've witnessed um, from Georgia, where I am a voter, people standing in line for three, six eight hours because machines are down, polling sites that I've gone to that they don't have the cords for the machines, they counted the machines, but don't have enough cords, and for some reason that this proportionally happens over in the African-American community. In addition to that, we've seen the massive dropping of registrations of people from the registration list. For example, in Georgia just recently, October 2019, the Secretary of State dropped 328,000 people from the voting rolls. We working along with an investigative journalist Greg Palace and and a team of experts discovered over 200,000 of those voters never should have been dropped from the voting rolls. Right now currently there are over 247 lawsuits to really be able to restrict and prevent voters from participating in this process that is pr- quite frankly being led by Republicans. There is a concerted coordinated effort across this nation for those who are bad actors to steal the election and marginalize the voices of Black voters and people of color.
1: I want to talk about your background because you're very passionate. You grew up in Selma, Alabama. We think of Selma. We think of Bloody Sunday. We think of of the march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Uh, Talk about your your background and growing up in Selma and what it means for you to be uh, so actively engaged in this process of making sure people are able to have the right to vote.
0: Well, the first thing I did right was the day I started to fight keep your eyes on the prize and hold on, hold on. You know, it is the spirit of the movement that actually inspires me that has has shaped my activism. That coming from a family where my mother was one of the first to integrate high schools in the state of Alabama, um, to stay in a community where many of the people that I I was around every day that fed into me that trained me were people who were actually young folks in the civil rights movement and in the black power movement to really be able to hear from there and their stories. And then I think the third thing is in some ways, you know, I really do believe that this is part of my purpose and my destiny, that Mm. fundamentally I love people and I love humanity. And so for me, politics is not an end in itself. It's a vehicle. It's a means to an end. What I want is I want people to live in the kind of nation that we deserve. My activism is shaped by my belief that I want all children to have quality education, that I want every single person to have access to health care. What's the worst thing that could happen if people have access to health care, that folks won't be sick? I want to be in a nation that we're judging not the health of the economy based on the stock market, but how well workers are doing, where there's more equitable um, distribution of wealth in this country, that people who go to work can afford to pay their bills. What's so difficult about that? And so what drives me is not this idea of having a title of being an activist. I don't know even as growing up, if I ever thought you know, that I, I'm gonna grow up and be an activist. What I knew is that I wanted to grow up and literally be able to shape a world where people could be treated with respect and dignity and part of being able to do that, activism gave me a path to do that—to be able to protect um, those things in our community that are important to me, to be able to influence policy, to be able to put people in office that I felt like were aligned with with my issues or the issues that my community cares about, and also to be able to take people out of office and positions of leadership that have not been good to our communities. And so, for me, that activism just provides a platform for me to really be able to operate in my agency and in my gifts with other people who really believe that we can transform this country, that we can transform this world. And so politics to me is just one path forward in that, that I do believe that when people believe, when we start believing in ourselves and our power, things will change. We will get the kind of government we deserve. We will get the kind of economy we got we deserve, but we've got to step up and step up um, and really be able to speak to that.
1: What does success look like for you, for Black Voters Matter? Uh, After November 3rd, what does that look like?
0: On November the 4th, we'll be back at doing work until someone, until the work is no longer needed and we're out of business, right? That's when I know we will be successful. That fundamentally, I'm hoping that on November the 4th, we have a path forward to actually creating a radical reimagining of this nation that we truly start moving on a path to have democracy and be honest about that democracy in america has been aspirational it has not been achieved as long as we have electoral college that's not full democracy as long as we have wide scale voter suppression that's not democracy so what i am hoping what success looks like to me is that we would have a high record turnout of black voters and we would continue to build from there that the work doesn't end on november the 3rd it actually begins a new chapter, a new era of us really looking at politics, not in the space of just transactional politics, of who wins an election, but that we shift our mind and we shift our paradigm and we look at this process as how can we be transformative? How can we literally use our power in the voting booth, not only just to get uh, elected officials in office that we want, but to shape the kind of agenda priorities that we need for our communities? What success looks like to me is that there Will be more and more people engaged in this process, that more and more people will feel a sense of their power. If we don't do anything else, if we know that there are more people that are feeling a sense of their own agency and their power and standing in that and raising their voices, then we would have contributed what I want us to contribute. That is what's important to me. What is important to me is that people are inspired to act to act in ways that we're saying that we're going to move this country and our communities forward and racism is not okay. White supremacy is not okay. Oppression is not okay. And that we're going to use our collective power, our collective voice, whether it's in the streets, whether it's in the voting booths, whether it's in our places of business or places of work, but to force this country to really have a hard look at how structural racism has impacted and so that we can move forward in a new era so that we can create the nation that we
1: all deserve. You've put the the movement towards you've created songs for the movement. Tell me about that project. So, I am
0: working on my first album project um, that was really a dedication as a commemorative project. It's called Songs of the Souls of Black Folk. I wanted to take some of these freedom songs, like Ain't Gonna Let Nobody Turn Me Around, um, Oh Freedom, um, I, I, uh, I Woke Up This Morning With My Mind on Freedom, all of those songs that have inspired and been in the voice in our community to help us feel connected and inspired. I wanted to do a project to lift that up since this is the 55th anniversary of the Voting Rights Act. It also is the 100th year anniversary of the women's suffrage movement. And so while as a Black woman, I sit at the intersection of that, I wanted to move that legacy forward. In the spirit of music, there has never been a movement that did not have a sound, that did not was not propelled by music. And so my project, Songs of the Souls of Black Folk, seeks to do that to commemorate those songs that we have pulled the strength from all of these years and that we continue to sing those protest songs those songs that move our spirit and allow us to feel human and alive those songs that help us feel connected that's what my project is about
1: the one song that stands out from this entire project that that really speaks to the efforts that Black Voters Matter is doing and and the the spirit you're feeling when you're rolling in through these communities, What's what's the song or the lyrics that really stand out? Ain't gonna
0: let nobody Turn me around, turn me around Turn me around, ain't gonna let nobody Turn me around, I'm gonna keep on walking keep on the talking, marching up to freedom's land. That is a song that captures everything, that one of our phrases we say can't stop, won't stop, that we're not going to let anything turn us around. We believe in our community, we believe in our cause, we believe in our people, we believe in ourselves. And because of that, that shapes the work of Black Voters Matter. So we ain't gonna let nobody or nothing turn us around. We gonna keep on walking, keep on talking, and we're going to march up to freedom's
1: land. Natasha Brown, proud to call you my cousin. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me and, and thank you for making time. Thank you so much, thank you for having me on here